Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, let's get it going. Hurricanes lead the Canadians 2-0 early in the second period. Also early in the second, Columbus up 2-1 on Nashville. After the first, the Panthers have a 3-1 lead on the Lightning. And late in the first period, it is the Islanders up 1-0 on the Sabres. Oilers and Islanders on Saturday. Oilers and Devils tomorrow. It's an early one. 9.30 for the face-off show. Puck drop at 11. Furnace Family Oilers hockey here on 6.30. Chet. We're going to have a pretty cool show tonight. Craig McTavish is on this evening. Of course, he's become a regular here on Inside Sports. He's going to check in between 6.30 and 7. And I am really looking forward to talking to the Iceman. No, the not not the guy from the X-Men. Uh, Dan Craig. Uh, Dan Craig, the guy who has made the ice for the Winter Classics, for the Heritage Classics, his actual title, Vice President of Facilities Operations, but his actual title, the Iceman. Now, the uh, NHL has a Winter Classic here coming up on uh, New Year's Day, and uh, Dan has been integral in pulling off a lot of these outdoor games and uh, just making sure that there's good ice around the NHL in general and flashing back to the 2003 Heritage Classic at Commonwealth Stadium. He was a big part of that, so that's going to be fun to have him on the show. He's going to be on between 7 and 7.30. So note that in your calendar or day timer, or maybe even set uh, a... an alarm on your phone if you have one of these fancy smartphones with alarms. So there you go. Some of the things we have coming up uh, tonight. Jason Chimera, former Oiler, is going to uh, bounce on the show in a few minutes as well. He played in the World Juniors for Canada, had a great experience. I wonder what he's thinking about the cancellation of the tournament. So uh, some of the things we have coming up tonight. Here's what I can tell you about the Oilers. They skated today in New Jersey. It was uh, an optional, though a lot of guys were on the ice, including McDavid and Dreisaitl. And they got some reinforcements out of COVID protocol. William Lagason. Now, I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow necessarily, but also Jesse Pugliarvi and Darnell Nurse and Dave Tippett, the head coach of the team, very happy to have those guys back. Well, it's great to get people like that back. I mean, we're, uh, you know, you're trying to stabilize your lineup a little bit. Obviously, Nursey carries a lot of minutes for our group. Um, you know, is our is our number one defenseman. So you can put a guy like that in your lineup. It just solidifies a lot of things, not just not just him, but it uh, what it does is who he plays with becomes yeah. a becomes a key partner too. So uh, and uh, Pulley has had a good year, really good year. He he drives our our group with lots of energy, strength, good forechecking. So uh, adding those two guys in is uh, you know it really helps your lineup. Now, we can also tell you Dmitry Samarukov, the young defenseman who struggled last night and only played about two and a half minutes. We didn't see him after the 6.59 point of the first period when he was on the ice for his second goal against. He gets sent to uh, 
Bakersfield, which quite frankly would have happened anyway, even if these players hadn't been coming back. But uh, a tough NHL debut for him last night. And I mentioned Mac T coming up. I want to ask him as a, as a coach about handling a player who's having a rough game cutting ice time. How extreme do you go? How patient can you be with young players? So I want to get to that with him. Now, as for Yesapuliarvi, 28 games this season, 10 goals, 23 points. He's having a pretty good run. He is plus seven as well. And uh, Dave Tippett talked a little bit about Puliarvi's season. He continues to improve as a player, and um, you know he's a guy that his work ethic puts him in position to create a lot of stuff. And uh, he continues to work on finish. I think he'd like to finish a little more, but he's around a lot of chances, a lot of chances. And that work ethic is infectious for him. He, he he creates a lot of loose pucks. Um, there's a lot of plays that you look at different plays that happen in a game, and there's players that keep the puck alive for you. They keep keep possession, or they or they allow you to save time when the next guy can get there to keep puck control. And that's those are areas that our team has to improve in, and he's the guy that does that. Yeah, we'll see how the lines look tomorrow with Pugliarvi back. Warren Fogle has jumped up onto McDavid's swing the last uh, three games, I guess, here. Zach Hyman returned yesterday, so I wonder if it's just going to be as simple as Hyman, McDavid, and Pugliarvi are reunited. Will Fogle perhaps get some more time up there? Uh, Pugliarvi has played with Ryan McLeod in the past. He's had some third-line minutes along the way as well, but uh, we'll see how that shakes down for the game tomorrow. Now, as for uh, as for Darnell Nurse, here's what he did. He watched the game last night between the Oilers and the Blues, and then he took the red eye to get to New Jersey. It's just nice to be back. You, you, you sit down, watch the game, and then, uh, like you said, pack up and head to the airport and, and get on a flight and fly through the night a little bit in the morning. And then, But it's nice to be able to, to get here in time to, to get practice in before, before playing tomorrow. So uh, there's no complaints for me. It's, uh, it's a lot better travel than when we were in junior. All right, that is Starnell Nurse ready to go tomorrow. Here's an interesting storyline for this Oilers-Devils matchup as well. Ryan McLeod, the uh, youngster for the Edmonton Oilers, 22 years of age, drafted 40th overall in 2018. For the first time in the National Hockey League, he is going to play against his brother, Michael, who was 23. He was 12th overall, taken by the Devils in 2016. Now, in the Ontario Hockey League, they were teammates. They played three seasons together for the Mississauga Steelheads. Well, they're going to butt heads tomorrow in New Jersey. Ryan McLeod looking forward to taking on his bro. You know, for us and uh, you know, our parents and everything, you know, it's kind of just the hard work paying off. Uh, it's going to be you know, a real surreal moment, you know, maybe first shift against them or whatever it's going to be. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And you know, I had a lot of fun playing with them. It's going to be, you know, a fun challenge to play against them. All right. So Ryan McLeod versus his brother, Michael McLeod. So uh, another little uh, subplot going into that game tomorrow. Mike Smith will be the goaltender. So he will start again after playing last night, suffering the loss against the St. Louis Blues. And Dave Tippett's just said, we'll, we'll go from there. I mean, logic and history would dictate that it's going to be Smith tomorrow and Koskinen on Saturday. But uh, I guess we'll find out as these games unfold. All right. That's the latest on the Edmonton Oilers as they get set for these games. New Year's Eve day i guess and new year's day day coming up against the uh devils and the islanders they're going to be in new york uh, the new york area here for three consecutive games devils islanders and then the rangers on monday before a showdown with the leafs on wednesday we're going to catch up with jason chimera when we bring you back to inside sports on 6 30 chat The 
Oilers today. I expect he and Pooley Arby to play tomorrow as the Oilers will be taking on the New Jersey Devils. Tough go here lately for Edmonton. Just two wins in their last nine games. Remember, they snapped the six-game losing streak with wins over Columbus and Seattle before Christmas. Back at it yesterday and beaten 4-2 by the St. Louis Blues. Okay, we're going to go to the hotline presented by CertainTeed Professional-Grade Building Materials. I just did some math during the commercial break. And I added up this gentleman's NHL regular season plus playoff games. Now, the uh, website I was using does not list preseason games, but if I were to throw them in there, this man played well over 1,200 National Hockey League games. It was 1,178 playoff and regular season combined. It is the Edmontonian himself, the former Edmonton Oilers, Jason Chimera, checking in. Jason, how are you doing, buddy? Good, Rito. Thanks for having me. And don't forget the, all the miners, too. Those those are really slugging it down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, uh, AHL with uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs. With Quick the, math. Bulldogs. Probably would have been yeah. about 230. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably right about now. Yeah, that's probably right. What, what was it like playing in Hamilton? I mean, you had a good stint there. And when like when we were kids, you probably remember this, like late 80s, early 90s, a lot of people were like, Hamilton should get a team. Hamilton should get a team. It, it, it was awesome. It was a fun experience. It was like one of those times. Like, I mean, I was playing hockey for the first time for for living, and you're. I was living with uh, uh, Fernando Basanio for, for part of the year. Michael Henrich one one time. Orkov was in our house. We lit, we had a house full of like guys. It was pretty pretty fun. So it was like just kind of you're just playing hockey, making money, and it um, it was pretty. It was uh, coming out of junior. It was it was awesome. Good place to live, and um, nothing but good memories of Hamilton. Good people there. Um, had some really good coaches, which helped me out. Helped me out with tons, which is uh, nothing but good things. What happens for sure? Uh, how did you find the fan support down there? I mean, obviously they 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 have the Tiger Cats, who have been a pretty well supported CFL team. How did they rally around the hockey team? It was good. We had a we had a pretty good team back then, so we were we were always at a like a exciting team to watch. So um, yeah, we played in the Cops Coliseum. They didn't have the upper bowl. Um, it was kind of roped off, but the lower bowl was usually full, so it was like uh, it was always fun to play there. Always really good fan support. And they had a huge booster club, which was fun. They were always uh, really involved. They traveled everywhere, so it was a uh, it was a fun fun place to play, and you know a lot of, a lot of good fan support. Uh, I'm just double checking. Uh, you led the Hamilton Bulldogs in scoring in 0102 with 77 points in 77 games, and you got 158 penalty minutes involved all over the ice. <laughs> Probably beat up penalty minutes or or tens from the from the ref <laughs> from, from peeking off a ref. Probably get, probably a bunch of tens in there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, you know, I was really fortunate enough to play with. I played Brian Swanson and Fernando Bazzani for a lot of those years, and um, really good people. I, you know, Sean Selmser, Ryan Rizador, a bunch of guys, older guys. Elaine Nazardine was there. Um, a lot of older guys to help you out along the way and uh, take you under the wing. And so, you know, Brian and, and Fernando were, were were really instrumental. Like we had a really good line down there. It was it was awesome to play with those guys. You played one game with the Oilers in 2000, 2001, three games in 01, 02. Then you became a regular in 02, 03. But those brief call-ups and send-downs, uh, can you compare and contrast getting the news when you're heading one direction as opposed to the other direction? Or did you kind of know maybe those would be brief stints with the Oilers? Well, I think the first the first one was a, was was pretty memorable because I was a hockey night Canada game and I remember that for the rest of my life. Still got the towel from from an interview I did during during the intermission, um, and it, it was one of the last time my grandpa got to see. He, he was uh, he was in the hospital at that time, so I remember his vividly. So he was he was um, uh, in kind of palliative care in the hospital, and he, he all all he wanted to see was play an NHL game, and he got to see that. So that was pretty cool, and. Uh, um, 
and then I think I got a, I think I got the call. I think it was around Christmas time when I called up, and then I think one of the, I think it was either Mac T or someone said I got good news and bad news. Like, but you're we're we're keeping you up. You can stay here for Christmas, but you're setting down after Christmas. So that was, but uh, the the euphoria of being called uh, called up and then being sent down is, is is kind of a whirlwind tour. But I mean, um, yeah, I was I, I wasn't ready for the NHL at that point. Uh, you always one of those times you get called up and you're, you still had some you still had some growing to do and. Um, but you sure, you sure, you, you remember those phone calls for sure, and you remember the ones you getting set down for sure too, to yeah. pack your bags, way back down to Hamilton, and, and so back on the bus again. That was the biggest change. You know, you always, you, you get treated like such a, you, you're a professional up here. Everyone takes their stuff away from you. You got laundry done, and down there you're on the bus, you're you're logging gear and stuff. So it's uh, it's uh, I think, I think any young kid should experience a uh, minors, and they should go down there and work their way up for a bit, and have a couple years down there and learn, you know, just learn how to be a pro. And I I wouldn't trade those years for any of any of them for sure. Yeah, well said. Jason Chimera joining us on Inside Sports. And speaking of uh, earlier moments in in your career, I mean, you got to play in a World Junior Tournament in Canada. You got a silver medal in 1999. I, I just wondered um, what you were thinking yesterday. And, and I mean, talking about giving players messages they don't want to hear, all those kids yeah. hearing that the tournament was canceled. Well, me and my son were going to head to the game. We were going to go to the Germany game. I mean, uh, we had tickets for the game, uh, so we were we were head there. And my son was uh, he was he was in tears. He's fourteen. He, he was he wanted to go watch a game because he just, that's uh, those are his idols. He he wants to play in a tournament, and he plays hockey himself, and he looks up to those kids. And um, but just the devastation. Like I, I remember when when I got that. I think it was Christmas Day or when you try out and you made that team, and or you got sorry you didn't get the call early in the morning saying you're cut. I remember me and my me and uh, my roommate Jason Ward were, were jumping around half naked in a room, just so excited to be on that team. And it was the experience like you never forget, especially in Canada with being in Canada like it was this year. And I can't imagine uh, how you could reason with a kid that's 16, 17, 18 years old and tell him that the tournament's canceled. Which, when, when, especially when they had such a good team, it looked like they had a lot of good things going on for them. And uh, I, you know, I don't know. I just weird times and it just it's, it seems like this it's, it's just like uh, groundhog day every day for for the last two years here for for this whole like virus and uh, affecting so many people's lives and 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 that's in that you know people are a lot a lot more affected by just just a world junior championship but tell those kids that it's canceled i think um to put things in perspective that's, that's pretty devastating for those kids yeah, well, and and you mentioned it so so much pride for these kids to play to Canada for Canada. It, it also comes with a lot of pressure. Uh, did, do you remember feeling that in '99, or were you just so young and thrilled to be on the team you were maybe oblivious to uh, how the tournament can get kind of nitpicked and the players can get criticized and stuff like that? You know, I I, I think I was numb to it all. I didn't really know anything anymore because I was playing Madison Idol as a young kid and just didn't really know anything anything different. And I think it was just one of those. Uh, times you're just taking it all in, and I remember Winnipeg, the, the old stadium. There were well, some games were in Brandon, but some games were Winnipeg, and the ones at Winnipeg, it was it was deafening. Like people were jumping up the stands. You could you could feel the feel the in the dressing room like like little rocks were falling off the ceiling. It was like it was so loud and so it was just the like most most exciting time of my, my life for sure. Because you're just, I mean, it was it was something to behold for sure. Because your whole family's there watching and. And I think I was numb to the whole pressure of it all, and being on TSN, and I really, I, I guess I really never thought about it when, in, in, in that way. Uh, like I mentioned, you guys, and I know we've we've talked about the final game in the past because Luongo was was brilliant, and you guys wanted to yeah. losing in overtime. I, I'd forgotten you beat Kazakhstan 
12-2 in the quarterfinals. So first of all, full marks to Kazakhstan for making the quarters. They finished yeah. ahead of Switzerland and Belarus. Um, but I know, you know, I think even the Canadian coach said earlier this week when Canada beat Austria 11-2 that a game like that doesn't really do anybody any good. Uh, how do you look at some of those blowouts that sometimes happen in, in international hockey tournaments? You know, I think it's it, it's imperative for those teams to be in those situations to be like, uh, to get in those tournaments. But it it's not good for any even in minor hockey when you blow at a team eleven two. It's never good for anybody because bad habits start creeping in and um, and and I think uh, I was watching a broadcast there. You, you get you get the you get the um, you get the guys who are the cookie monsters who want their cookies and everyone doing stuff to get their goals instead of just playing the right way and doing things the right way and. Uh, and on both ends, like I think uh, once the score gets like that, the other you can't you look at the bench on Austria team and you just like holy smokes, they're they're, they're looking. It was 12, 12 uh, minutes left in the third period. There's, there's one that clock to roll down as fast as they can. <laughs> so it, it's like the same thing for Canada. They're just like holy, get, let's just get us out of this game and, because those games ultimately create bad habits. And and I think it's like you said that, that those those teams deserve to be there i think they're you know it's an experience for those kids too they need experience of stuff and where they need to get to as a country to get up to those moments but like like dave dave cameron said it doesn't really do anybody any good those kind of games yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Jason, I, I, we're getting short on time here, and I got your old coach, Mac T, coming up, but I appreciate you fitting me in tonight. Uh, if they ever let you up in the uh, press box at Rogers Place, come knock on the home radio booth and, and say hi, Matt. Yeah, I would love to. You almost have to wear a bubble suit now to go anywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rito. Right on. That is Jason Chimera checking in, former uh, Edmonton Oiler, World Junior Silver Medalist back in 1999. As uh, well, always fun to have him on on the show. And I loved how he told that story about uh, finding out he made the team <laughs> for the 99 tournament Christmas Day, jumping around his hotel room, so excited that he made the cut. That is awesome. All right. Yeah, so uh, tough go here for the Oilers last night against the Blues. We'll get some thoughts from uh, Craig McTavish and we got the Winter Classic coming up. Mac T coached in the Heritage Classic. We'll look back on that too. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.